Hello, welcome to the Wednesday, November 23rd, 2016 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. If you're running WordPress, one thing you should and are probably aware of is that you need to regularly update WordPress to make sure that you're patching recently found vulnerabilities. Well, it turns out in order to do so, you need to connect to one of WordPress's servers and download an update. But as it turns out, the only verification of the update that's happening is an MD5 hash, which of course at this point is not secure enough and could possibly be spoofed. Now, these updates happen over SSL, so you still have the SSL layer here to protect yourself. But as the author of this particular advisory points out, uh, WordPress still supports PHP 5.2.4, which doesn't support a lot of the more modern advances to SSL. So you may also be out of luck there and opening yourself up to a man in the middle condition that would allow someone to to spoof the update server. The fix, well, there isn't really a fix that you could apply easily. At least you should update to the latest version of PHP. So you do have a full access to everything that SSL has to offer. Of course, this really has to be fixed on the WordPress side. They need to use something else than an MD5 hash in order to check the integrity of the download. At this point, I would say an MD5 hash is good enough to check for an accidental corruption of the download, but not really good enough as a cryptographic verification. In order to do that, you also need a secret. So you probably want, as the advisory suggests, use a private public key algorithm in order to properly verify these downloads. Now, of course, there are many systems like this that have issues with secure updates and the evil crate tool, for example, could be used in order to deliver bad upgrades. But in this particular case, with WordPress being so popular, and according to the author of the advisory, being responsible for 26% of the websites on the internet, this is a very unique, badly protected single point of failure as far as the internet infrastructure goes. And looking for an interesting topic to discuss on Thursday's Thanksgiving dinner table with family, what about the similarity between speakers and microphones? Turns out speakers and microphones are not really all that different. In a speaker, you have an electromagnetic field that is used to vibrate a membrane. In a microphone, you have a membrane that's vibrated by noise and then it disturbs an electromagnetic field that is then detected. Well, uh, typically that's not a big problem. This has been discussed uh, as a possible vulnerability around 2000, but uh, in traditional computers, well, you had a jack for your microphone, you had a jack for your speakers, and the speaker could not really be used as a microphone because it wasn't connected to the right hardware. Along came Intel with its high-definition audio and also real tech with implementing a new feature called audio jack retasking. What this means is that in software, you can actually swap the audio jacks. So now your speaker jack becomes a microphone jack and a speaker plugged into this jack can be used as a microphone. Of course, speakers aren't 
optimized to be used as a microphone. I probably wouldn't use a speaker to record this podcast, but apparently the audio quality is good enough where you'll be able to make out most spoken words in the vicinity of that speaker. Not really much you can do about it as an end user if you went ahead and disconnected all the microphones from your motherboard. Guess you have to do the same for your speakers as well. And then we got a new denial of service vulnerability in iOS that is triggered by a five second long MP4 video. If you are watching this video on an iPhone or an iPad running the latest version of iOS, the iPhone will become unresponsive. Uh, the effect seems to be a little bit delayed. It takes a while after you've finished watching the video for the phone to slow down and then eventually freeze. Also appears to depend somewhat on the application you're watching it in. It may either just crash the application itself, like in a case of WhatsApp, or it may crash uh, the entire phone, like if you're watching this video in Safari. So far, this video has been mostly circulated on Chinese video sharing platforms, but of course, with it becoming now more and more known, you may see it on other platforms as well. Now, when we're talking about encrypted traffic, one protocol that's typically not encrypted is DNS. And of course, just by looking at DNS traffic, you can learn an awful lot about what applications are running on a host or what websites a user visits. And this has been sort of an ongoing problem. There are now proposals to encrypt DNS, and there is now a first prototype of an encrypted DNS system out there. They call it Stubby. It's uh, part of the GetDNS project team. GetDNS is uh, a stop resolver that has been used by Unbound and uh, other DNS servers like that. You can currently install it on Mac OS or Linux. However, there are only four different resolvers that actually respond to these queries. So you're somewhat limited there. It's really at this point more sort of a pre-beta alpha test that are trying to perform with this new protocol. So take a look uh, if you have some time this weekend. And with that, uh, this is it for today. This is also it for this week. Due to the holiday, we will not come back until Monday. So thanks for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.